0: Uh, you can have the rest of the night off. <laughs> that's awesome. Hi everybody, how you doing? Ah, oh, that's a better response than I got this morning. Holy smokes, that was hard work, eh? Hey? That's like <laughs> I will torture you. You know that. Yeah, like... <laughs> that was good. Great, great keyboard playing. I loved it. When I saw the grand uh, this morning, I thought I hope I hope you get to tinkle those ivories, you know. So you you did all that. Um, what do I do here? So I'll do that there. There we go. Oh, hang on a minute. Golly, golly, you know, Josh should have been running around doing this. I find you just can't get good help these days, you know, like. <laughs> Well, I promised I put a comma in this morning, all right? So we're just talking about digging wells and uh, the move of God, revival, and some of the things that happened to me, and, uh, and, and that's been great, and it's great to have my friend Murray here tonight, and I uh, you know, thank you for coming. Uh, Murray's my, uh, he's my intercessor, so, so he's spotting everybody in the crowd and praying for you. Like, you should be up the... Up the back and the gods there, you know, like so. Anyway, but it's great to have Murray here. We've only just met. We've known about each other, but in the last year, year and a bit, we've been able to meet and just great fellowship, and uh, it's been uh, really exciting. Now I'm meeting these guys, and uh, that's exciting as well. So, so there we go. So, um, Amen. i have got to be really careful because I have a an attention span. Uh, of a net. I'm slightly ADD, and you wouldn't have picked that up this morning, of course. Um, but um, the not at all. No, it looks like rip, squirrel. You know, like, and, uh, you know, I can chase rabbits all night, you know, so, uh, um, but uh, it's just, uh, it was a really great privilege for me to be here this morning, A, because I used to pass this, as I said, uh, as a kid, uh, like eight years old, nine years old, uh, because my parents had friends up the road, and uh, so I'd find my way into town. You can't do that stuff nowadays, you know, seeing an eight-year-old on a bus and say, see you tonight. You know, and it was like literally like that. You know, you could wander around town and, and ask ask grown ups to, to help you find places and stuff like that. That remember those days? Someone's nodding sagely. The old guys in the back, you know, like <laughs> Waldorf and Sattler, They're they're like there. You know, so that's great. So, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> smile it'll be okay (laughs) yeah yeah, but I I love this and then I learned a bit about the history and and we were talking just before about that and you know some of the manifestations of the presence of God that happened in this place and um, everywhere I go with places like that or I meet people or I used to be a Christian or I uh, you know I used to do all those kind of things and then someone I got offended or you know I you know I, I broke my tow or something, and no one called a tow truck, and all that stuff. You know, it's just kind of like the whole kind of, you know, I've heard every excuse, you know, someone looked at me funny, and, and uh, you know, they asked for too much money, um, you know, they didn't appreciate it when I gave money, you name it, you know, right across the spectrum, you know, and any time the enemy wants to get in, he, he touches those areas of our life that we have undealt with. He touches those... <laughs> <laughs> he, you know and uh, and and so he brings us into maturity it's not just saying hey i gave my life to jesus when i was think he wants to grow us uh, okay, he wants to. So, and I read this morning. I want to read it out to you again, rather than just quoting it from memory. Not that it was wrong, but uh, I want to put some context in that. So, um, uh, I'm I'm in uh, Colossians, uh, as I was this morning, and this is what Paul says. He said, um, he said, God has given me. This is in, in Colossians one twenty-five. God has given me the responsibility of serving His church by pro- proclaiming His entire message to you. So you're not giving half a message, all right? So he's he's proclaiming the full gospel, all of the things that God has sent there uh, for him. He said, in verse 26, he said, This message was kept secret. Uh, this message was kept secret um, for centuries and generations past, but now it's been revealed to the people of God. For God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for your, you Gentiles as well. If you're not Jewish tonight, you're a Gentile, all right? So let's let's put it like that. Um, and, um, yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah rabbit in my head, sorry. Uh, I was just going to go somewhere else. And, and he said, the riches and the glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. And this is the secret. And that's what I was talking about this morning. This is the secret. Christ lives in you. And as my friend says, you know, it, it, the traditional translation, the King James or New King James, you know, Christ is in you, the hope of glory. And, and a friend of mine, Dr. Ray Andrews, says the only hope of God getting glory out of us is Christ in us. And, and you know, we just need to understand that the whole area. So wherever we go, Christ is in us. You and I, you and I, you and I, travel with the presence of God. You know, oh, I don't feel very well. i got a sore throat this afternoon. He bought me some lozenges in Jesus' name. That was great. Thank you for the rest of the week off. And um, it was just, like, amazing. But he, you know, also he could bring lozenges. But, you know, every time we, we minister to someone, you know, there is a, a conduit. There is a pipeline that comes from the presence of God within us. We carry Christ within us. And so when we when we lay hands on someone, when there's a connection, honey, can I use you? I know your name's not honey, but I don't remember it. And Father, in Jesus' name, just like we we, we just pray and there is a presence that begins to come on all of that. I was I was up here, actually, um, at a church. And um, what had happened, this gal came up. um, She was a university graduate. She was doing some master's studies at that time. And uh, her boyfriend or a bloke with her brought her along. And then after the service, he came up and uh, he came up and says, oh, can my girlfriend talk to you or my friend? He said, let's not Jump to conclusions, anyway, and um, and uh, so uh, he said she, she and she said I said to her uh, what do you want to know and she said when that man prayed for you before and I had a friend of mine demonstrating some things he prayed for me and I was slain in the spirit so you know got poof it fell down and um and she said was that like um did you do that on purpose and uh, was that like a you know a trick of some kind I said no he was demonstrating that the presence of God is powerful. And, and that, you know, when we, when often when we pray for people, you know, you, or, or you're in worship, or you're in a situation I was describing this morning, you can't stand because of the presence of God. Anybody know what I'm, yeah, yeah, so that it's, it's kind of like, and I like that, I'm kind of wired up that way, you know, so um, and I, my wife calls me a cheap drunk. Um, because I get into a, into a, um, and that was my background. I'm like teetotal and, you know, all that kind of stuff. My parents were teetotal. They, if they wanted to get high, they used cough mixture, you know, like, it was just kind of like that whole deal, man. It was just like, easy sailor. So I could <laughs> It started already. You see, so it's breaking out. You go break it up. The um and, and and so the 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 whole uh, aspect of that. So I said, yeah, no, that's like that wasn't a trick, man. I, I you know, genuinely, I was demonstrating something, uh, but at the same time, the power of God is a real thing. And I am a cheap drunk, so I just went. Whew, I went with the flow. And uh, she said, oh, that, so what does that feel like? So I said, have you not experienced the presence of God? And uh, and and the guys like nodding and looking and getting nervous. You know they're always nervous because now I'm I'm going outside the boundaries that he had set in his brain. You know like and he's going I'm going to lose my this girl and uh, whatever relationship they had and and so uh, but she was I could see she was keen and so I said look why don't you just take my hand and um, and so uh, um, look you're not as pretty as her but just take my <laughs> hand anyway the. Um, <laughs> you you can't fix broken A. so it's all right (laughs) so I I just took her hand and I and I I became aware of the presence of God I became aware of the presence of God and and a tear ran down her face and uh, I said are you feeling that and so I, I became more aware of the presence of God. I stepped deeper into, into his presence and, and the awareness of his presence. And she began to she began to bend over like that. And I said, You like that? And she said, What is this? <laughs> and I said, Have some more. And I stepped deeply into the presence of God. And she just collapsed on the floor and wept and wept and wept. And so I said, Look, I've got to go and have some lunch. Could you look after her to the guy? And he goes, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. He didn't know what to do either, but he looked after her, I hope, because the last time I saw them, she was on the floor just weeping because the presence of God, because now all of us, if you've given your life to Jesus, we carry that. We carry this presence. And so, you know, it, it's Christ within us, the hope of glory, all of those kind of things. Now, you say, oh, well, that, that, hap- that used to happen to me and all of those kind of things. And so when I was praying about coming here today, um, and, and particularly last night, I was, I was uh, where I'm lodging at the moment, it was just like, you know, Lord, what do you want to say? And I just kept on hearing, you know, dig wells. Just just redig the wells, just just refresh the wells, you know out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water where you know, and what's got in the wells how did the how did people poison wells? They used to throw animals in them, dead animals and uh, and they would fester and rot and all those things and um, you know uh, it's anybody i I was staying in a little place in Karatani, which is you know Karatani is down the road and um and I, I think I'm in another country when I start explaining things, and uh, and and so you know we we're we we're sitting there and going, man, this this water's like, whew, it's got a little bite in it, you know, like, ah, and um, you know, like we probably should strain it or something or other, but um, it's it's just kind of like you know, like, whew. yeah, it was nice, but it was kind of gamey, you know, and uh, and. Uh, and sure enough, there was game in it. So because I checked the tank, and we got fished out the possum and and all that kind of stuff, and it was great, man. It was awesome. And you cleaned that up, and we boiled the water after that because my wife's a nurse. And I thought, but you know, nicely, a bit of stuff like that doesn't kill you. It's, it's just like makes you feel like you've died a couple of times, but it just is is all good. And so you, we got to understand that you know pe- wells are poisoned and, and all of those kind of things. So it's like redigging the wells of revival. And so you know, and for the next few minutes, I just want. To go through that quickly is that okay with you just redigging some of those wells who's been in an experience of God that you'll never forget just lift your hands wow look at that and um, you know and and I know that and, and I'm not you know amen and and I love those things but what happens it's not just giving your life to Jesus it's living in the presence uh, of that uh, of, of that moment you know if I yeah, I don't want to get too sidetracked, but it's, it's, it's being aware of his presence. You know, you're probably just saying, in a group of size, there's usually someone ticked off with someone else in the room, and we'll just leave that there, all right? You know, I know you're getting nervous right now. I'm not going to point you out, so that's okay, but it's just like, if you're ticked off with someone in this, in this room, then you know exactly where they are, and you made sure when you came in, you go, oh, you just like glanced and saw them, and, and then you made your way to a different place in the building, because you didn't want to sit near them. And, uh, and that's fine. Now, this is not a word of knowledge, it's an illustration, all right? So just, you know, just just breathe. And, um, and, and so, uh, but that's being aware. It's being aware of fracturedness, it's being aware of... Um, a problem that you've had, it's being aware of, you know, ticked off, it's being aware of hurt. And uh, if you're aware of that, if you can do that in the flesh, what can you do in the spirit? You become aware of the presence of God, aware of, the, of, of walking in, in, in His shadow, if you like. And when you walk with Him overshadowing you, then your shadow might even begin to bring healing and wholeness and all of those kind of things because it's part of the conduit. It's part of the of the um, of the uh, uh, of what we carry, and um, and uh, I, a friend of mine, um, an old man now, and and a great church planter. He's planted about uh, 211 churches in 11 years, so quite good. And um, and so, uh, but I said to him, how do you g- dig up? have you ever had any hard meetings? And he said to me, oh, absolutely. And uh, really difficult. You know, I said, how do you break through into some of the miracles and salvations that you've seen? And he said, well, I have to, I have to be aware of God in such a way that his presence begins to be built out around me. You need to begin to, so when you, when you come into a room, Have you seen people walking through the supermarket and someone does a double look at you? You're walking through there and maybe you're just going, which is Slovakian for, hey, here am I and I'm filled with the Holy Spirit right now and I love you, Jesus. And so you're just like, you know, you're just just walking through. And then someone like looks at you and then they they look at you again. Who's ever had that experience, by the way? Because I point, yeah. And that's because they recognize something on you, but they don't know what it is. And so the second look is very, very interesting in that. Next time someone does that, just wink at them. And you'd be surprised what happens in that because people have found partners in that way. It's awesome. No, I'm not saying that's it, as you you were. It's just like, but you, you you know, it's the presence of God. It's the, you know, and we've got to understand if Christ is in us and say, oh, well, you know, some days he's not in us and he's not even anywhere near me. Don't be a pillock. Look, honestly, he said he'd never leave you or never forsake you. You left him. He didn't leave you. you know, and even when you left him, um he decided to tag along. and that's really annoying when you want to get him away, you know, because there's conviction it comes, and you know you know you' the the right thing to do, but you don't want to do it and all all of that kind of stuff. so I, I just want to encourage you in all that because that's part of the well thing. okay, I'm moving on. Um, and uh, and so there is a uh, a scripture in uh, Genesis 26, and I'm just quickly going to go through there. This is Abimelech and Isaac, and uh, and uh, Abimelech said to Isaac, go away from us, you're mightier. Than, than us and and so Isaac had you know really really grown and all of those kind of things and Isaac departed and from there and he pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and sw- dwelt there and then Isaac dug again the wells of water that been that had been dug in the days of Abraham his father for the Philistines had stopped up the wells. After the death of Abraham, and he called them by the names which his father had called them. So the enemy comes in and begins to sow, sow all kinds of stuff in the well of your revival, the well of your salvation, the well of, uh, you know, and you go, well, I was once traveling well with the Lord, but, you know, so many things begin to happen, and this person said that, and, you know, my kids, and, and, and you know, I lost my job, and we did all of those kind of things. And life happens. Life happens to all of us. Yeah, but I, I can tell you, if we camp uh, on the disappointments and those things, we will never see the release of God. Who, we were talking about some guy today, you, um, you know, and he came with nothing from a nation in Africa. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah him. And, 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 and so they had nothing. They were in a country. They were going to go to Bible college. They didn't have a cracker. And, uh, and, and so he just, he needed transport and all kinds of things. So he believed um, for an amazing, he said, I just, I need a car, you know, like, and he goes, so, you know, he's just like, you know, God, give me a car, you know, go, and, and, you know, everybody else is, I'm sure, going, yeah, yeah like, I think I've got a dunger somewhere in a back garage, maybe I could, you know, maybe if the Lord speaks to me. Uh, that I might give it to him, but I really like it, so perhaps the Lord won't speak to me. And, um, and so all of that kind of stuff. But suddenly he gets a what? A Buick. A big Buick. I've seen those things. They kind of, they float along the road. They're like, you know, you should have a chauffeur because you've got to yell at people from the back seat to the front. You know, they're big suckers. And uh, this guy, this guy comes in, hey, look at my new car. And it's like, looks massive, you know. And, that, and he didn't have anything. But, but he, could have, he could have folded his hands. He could, have, he could have wept. He could have, what am I doing here? The Lord brings me here, and I'm broke, and all those things. He goes, I believe God. There's something about believing God in all of those things. Come on. And just say, you know, my, 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 and I had a son who's like, well, I've got three sons, my three sons. And, um, and, and when he was a young fella, um he, uh, I'm just trying to think of his age, he was 16, and his best friend committed suicide. And, and that was at a lunchtime. And, um, and he was the nephew uh, of a very high-ranking and well-known politician in New Zealand. And, um, and so uh, the, it was a catastrophe. We had kids coming around to our house and all those kind of things. But we noticed that time immediately there was something disastrous happened in my son's life. And he had a darkness come on him. And for three years man. He hardly spoke to us. He was angry at God. He was angry, you know, because, and he was angry at me and, 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 and um, his mum because we were pastors, and, um, and uh, so all of that kind of stuff. It was a terrible thing. We used to, we used to you know, he'd go off to school or start going to work, and, uh, he, he, you know, some people would say, you just need to throw him out, you know, like that, and we go, when it's your son, you don't want to do that, you know, like, and so uh, we, were, we were trying to angle around all kinds of things, and we were praying, and and my wife did a 40-day fast, and, um, and, you know, she's, she's, um, uh, she's pretty tenacious, you know, she's tenacious when she does things, so she's, I really feel the Lord spoke to me, in her 40-day fast, okay, I saw bones on her that I'd never seen before, and we'd been married for a long time, and, uh, like, it was just crazy, she just, and she made us meals every night, like, like, you know, doing that kind of thing, and the, even the other boys were going, it's really weird in here, it's like you walk into the house, and it's, it's weird dad i said how weird he said it's like it's kind of weirdly holy you know uh, and we were doing this for for our son simon and um and uh so uh, we would do that so she fasted and all of those kind of things and then she thought um you know let's change his music because he was listening to some like you know <laughs> interesting music and uh, yeah um yeah your music's so powerful you know, and the words, and the li- you listen to some of those lyrics? I remember, you know, I think it was Iron Maiden, you know. Anybody, any Iron Maiden fans? here? Yeah, come on, man. Uh, and um, and I, I just picked up one of the records and I read the lyrics on one, you know, I twist the truth, I rule the world, my crown is called deceit, I am the emperor of lies and you grovel at my feet. That's one of the, um, that's one of the lyrics. <laughs> and you listen to that, you can't hear the lyrics because the music is like screaming over the top of it. But that's, if you listen to that, I. Mm. And so Simon was like that. So we'd switch out and put Hillsong on when he went to school and, uh, or anything we could find, change his CD player in there and just put that on. And then one of us would keep an eye out down the road at school time. Here he comes, change it out, put Iron Maiden back in or whatever he's listening to, you know. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, all of that. And then she'd lay prayer cloths under his bed, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and she'd anoint his shoes, his shoes with oil. Like, imagine putting those suckers on. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so he's like, um, the, you know, so he's got his shoes anointed with oil. And she yeah. said, "Yeah, you know, I haven't seen these shoes. He must have bought them. But they're his mate's shoes. Uh, so, um, they, you know, they borrowed shoes and clothes and, you know, don't even go there anyway. They, and, uh, and so, you know, it was funny. We did all that kind of stuff. However, one night, end of the whole thing, he came home. And um, and uh, this, these friends came in with him, two friends. One I knew really well, and uh, and the other one I didn't know. And as soon as I saw him, there was something that just went ding, or rather dong, in my spirit. <laughs> you know, God gives us little nudges, warnings, all of those things. And I, I'm, I'm not going to go, you, i got a dong in my spirit when you walked in. <laughs> you know, like, because you know, if you do that, you're an idiot, all right? So, uh, you know, go kind of like, just... Softly, softly, and so you know, I greeted him as I always do, and blah blah blah, and he was very polite and all that. But I could not get that off my my heart, and so that's fine. A couple of days go by, and then I'm I'm quite restless sleeper, and uh, I went into our spare room this particular night, and um, as I got into the room, you know, and I I was you know settling down, I thought, okay, all right, and I fell into a sleep, and then I woke up with a demon sitting on my chest. And it had its bony little hands right around my throat, like you know, it's just like, nah! like some kind of golem figure. That's what I, I thought he was like. Those little kind of, you know, my precious, you know, like, and um, and so <laughs> that wasn't a demon. That was just me making fun. So don't, no one's going to jump out and lay hands on me. No, you know, at ease. No, no, come on. You're too late now. It's gone. And um, the, and uh, and so uh, I I couldn't speak. I could hardly breathe. And in my brain, in my mind, I just went, Jesus. And, um, And I could feel it just immediately just loose me. Uh, but it was still there, still heavy on my chest. And I was like, the sweat was pouring off me. I was waiting. I couldn't see it, but I could feel everything. And, I, and, and then I went, Jesus, like that. And there was another release. And then I just shouted, Jesus, you know, like really loud, a lot louder than that, trust me. Because, you know, when you're sweating and this thing's sitting on your chest and you can't see them and it's all on like Donkey Kong, trust me, you're going to yell. <laughs> and, and this thing went, Poof, gone, just like that. And then I had the speech, but I'm left like kind of, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, because that, that residue leaves you. And I thought, what was that? How did that get into my house? You know, and I, was, I got up and I walked around the room and I went, Lord, where did that come from? And immediately he takes me back to those guys walking in, that dong in the spirit. And, uh, and uh, I went, okay, right. And so three days passes. And I'm standing in front in our lounge. I'm standing, we had a log fire at the time. It was here, kind of middle of the winter in Invercargill. So you get as close as you can to the log fire. <laughs> and, um, and I'm standing there. And then Simon, my son, comes in. And he's got dark rings around here. He's just changed uh, incredibly. And um, all of those kind of things. He hardly, I mean, he literally didn't speak to us. Um, and uh, there was a, a court case about the suicide, and it um, was written up in North and South Magazine and Reader's Digest because of the high profile thing and the tragedy of, of what it was, and all of those kind of things. So, and, and you know, and he had festered, his well had festered, and, uh, and all of that. And so he came in and he went, Hi, Dad, how you doing? I was like, That was a massive conversation. And I said, I'm, 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 I'm good, Simon. Like, how are you? And he goes, oh, I'm not doing so well. And I went, really? <laughs> no, I didn't do that. All right. It's just like, <laughs> really? And, and, uh, and, he, and I say, uh, oh, what's, what's going on? And he said, oh, just the stuff that's been going on. Suicide and all that kind of stuff. And I, I'm, I suddenly realized we're having this back and forth. It's kind of mini conversation. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't. There wasn't, you know, soliloquies from um, Shakespeare or anything like that. It was, just, it was just like that, you know, kind of bits and pieces of conversation we were linking. And, and then suddenly it died, that conversation. So we, ran out, we both of us ran out of words, and, um, which is no mean feat for me, I can tell you. But anyway, it was just kind of awkward. And, and, um, and then the guy came back into mind so quickly, dong, you know. And and the demon thing, I'm thinking, I thought, oh, don't go there, Ian. Don't, he's not ready for this. <laughs> we know better than God, don't we? <laughs> anyway, I went there. And I went to, uh, it was great to see your friends the other night, you know. And uh, I said, yeah. I said, what do you know about that new guy that came in? And he, and he just suddenly changed. He went, why do you ask? And I went. Ah, it's no reason. They're just just interested. He goes, no, you're not. Why did you ask? I went, right, in for a penny, in for a pound. (laughs) (laughs) This is what happened. I said, well, I'm in the spare room the other night, Simon. and, And I mean, like this demon jumped on me. And uh, I thought, well, he's either going to, you know, if he's mad at God, he's just, I'm done now. You know, like, so I'm just going to, like, let's do it. So I said, this demon jumped on me, throttled me, get off, you know, yelling, all that kind of stuff, Golem, I just did the whole thing like that. And, uh, and, uh, and I just left it, and I'm looking at him, and he's looking at me, and it's kind of like the gunfight at the OK Corral, you know. And, uh, and then he goes, when it left your room, it came into my room. And I went... Uh, okay, what, what happened? He said, it pulled me out of bed by my legs. And he said, I came on the floor, and I'm sitting, and I saw it. And he described it. He described it. He'd seen this demon as a wee boy, as a, as a kid. And, and I had exactly the same manifestation of those demons when I was a little boy. I knew when they're outside my window, I could see them sitting. They're like half monkey, half owl thing. Um, Anyway, that's another story. But um, and and so uh, I said, "What did you do?" And he said, "I gave my heart to Jesus." And I went, "The demon led you to Jesus?" And he goes, "No, Dad." <laughs> yeah, that's right. And he goes, uh, "What what happened was that um, he this 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 thing. He said, so I I just told it to go in Jesus' name." You know, so. And, um, and this was before he gave his heart to Jesus, by the way. And he just goes, oh, no, I, I told it to go in Jesus' name. To myself, I said, well, that won't work because he's like away from God. and You know, God's not going to listen to him and all that kind of stuff. So what happened, Simon? And he goes, well, it left. He said, because that's what you and Mum taught me to do, taught us to do when we were, if there was something like that. So I did that and it worked like you said it would. And I went. I changed my theology from that day. <laughs> Amazing, just like that. And I said, "What happened?" He says, "God took me to heaven, and I'm I'm there with Jesus. And uh, and uh, it was like crazy. I'm I'm there. And and uh, he said, uh, I said, did he talk to you? And he goes, of course. And uh, I said, what What did he say? And he said, Simon, you can't come in here. And and I thought that was so mean. Um, and I'm going. I'm looking. I'm going. What? And he said, "Dad, I couldn't go in there. I was covered in crap." He said, "I didn't, I wouldn't have fitted in there. I didn't want to be there. I wanted to be with Jesus, but I, I I didn't want to be there." So he said, "Suddenly, I'm in this place of like darkness. It's just and there's like accusations, like bats flying past me. You're a loser. You're nothing. You're crap. You're this. You're that. You're that. All that kind of stuff." And he said, "It was just awful. I was so afraid." And, um, and, then, and then suddenly um, I'm, I'm, I'm standing in front of a whole bunch of young people and I'm standing on a platform and I'm, I'm preaching and I'm compelling them to come into the kingdom. I've never heard him use the word compelling. I was like, I'm, I'm sitting listening to this going, who are you? You know, and, and it's just like he, he goes... Right. Yeah, He's compelling them to come on. But he said, there's this kid sitting way over at the back. And he suddenly, he said, I lift up out of my body and I like float over the cloud and I go right up to the face of this kid. And, I, and he said, do you know who it was? I said, who was it? He said, it was me. And I'm sitting there like going, nah. And he says, suddenly I came out of that vision. And he said, I gave my heart to Christ. and uh, And then he had a visitation of the Holy Spirit that... I, I, without a word of a lie, he, every day, he was an apprentice at the time, a Sparky, he was a, every day he would come home. Because you can do this in cargo. it's 10 minutes anywhere. He would, he would have a break, he'd come home, go into his room, pick up his guitar, and just worship. And, and uh, he'd be home at night, he'd have a meal, straight into his room, spend all night, you could hear him, just on his face before God, just, just worshipping and worshipping and worshipping. What was happening? Because the enemy tried to plug his well. And he began to dig it again. Are you okay with this? Yeah, so that's that's kind of a, illustrates some things. Um, then you know the the Israelites. So I'm going back to the scripture here. The Israelites had stopped up the the wells, uh, but they called them nay. So Isaac now servants dug in the valley. This is about us now digging digging wells. And he said the water is ours. So there was a fight over them. The herdsmen of Gerar quarrelled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, No, 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 this is water's ours. So the name of that well, Isaac, because they. They quarreled with him, so it's quarreling. So those are things when we fall out with one another and all of those things, and they... they 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 just quarreled, and their wells soured, and they couldn't use it. So they, they, they got another well, and this was called Sitna, and they quarreled over that one as well. And they moved there, and they dug another well, and they didn't quarrel over this one. They called its name Rehoboth, because it says, now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be faithful in the land, and all of those uh, things there. So, we, you know, it's like the enemy is set to steal our joy, He's set to cause friction between us uh, and, and, and issues and all of those kind of things so that when we go to God, we feel unworthy about going. Does that make sense? It's, he, he hijacks the relationship uh, that we have. And when we redig the wells of revival, and a revival well provides water that refreshes and revives dying people who are spiritually thirsty... Those wells are right there. The woman at the well, remember her? She came and she said, you know, I'm, I'm here and none of the other women are here, all that kind of thing. The woman at the well became the well that made men thirst. Come and see this man who has spoken about it. So that, that flow began to happen. Uh, and like Peter and John went, and I said this this morning, look at us, to the lame man. After Pentecost, he said, look at us. And, we're, and he said, we don't have anything, but what we do have, we give to you. So out of the abundance of that well that all of us carry, and they carried as well, they, he got splashed at all of that. Now, I'm just going to go quickly through this kind of thing because we're, we're out of time. But it just goes, that, that first well was quarreling, that second well was accusation. Be careful what we accuse people of, all right? Um, and then that third well was just basically an open place or a room for all uh, in, in those things. You know, it's really interesting that in, de- in, in re-digging wells and all of those kind of things, um, there is a... I'm just trying to find my notes here. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a quote from a guy called Mario Murillo. I love this. It says, one big reason... That the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues is not preached today is because it is the natural enemy of church marketing. (laughs) And, And Bill Johnson said this, every denomination or every movement is the corpse of a great revival. And when we understand those things, we can look at when we come to dig a well, what are the things that we need to address? What are the things that you and I need to address in our lives that has stopped the flow of what it used to be? Because I can tell you, his mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness, you know, and and he fills us more and more and more. And sometimes we've forgotten because of the Western, you know, Western folks are are, are ridiculous at this because they have to figure God out in their head. God is not brain. He's spirit. And so when we begin to walk with him, we have to walk with him in spirit and in truth, all right? And so th- when we do that, we can begin to pray and bless one another and all of those kind of things. So I'm, I'm gonna put a semicolon there and, um, <laughs> and, and, and just leave that right now. But what I want you to do, I need a music, bless you, love, and I um, and, uh, just want you to stand to your feet for a moment. And I want you to become, <clears throat> if you be- can become aware of the of the person that you're ticked off with, so, and I'm not suggesting I, I'm 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 I, I was using that as an illustration. I'm not saying that anybody's ticked off with anybody else, but you get that. You know, you go to that family do you know, and that conflict that you had, and you go, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. But when I'm there, I put on my Christian face. Hello, how are you? And uh, and um, and, but there is just something blocking your heart, and uh, I, I just I. I yeah, uh, thank you, Jesus. And um, yeah, tickle those ivories, kiddo. And uh, oh, she's finding some stuff there. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I was preaching up in Rotorua um, a couple of years ago, and this old guy wandered into the church, and no one would play the keyboard for me. And he came up the front and says, bro, I'll play. He was amazing. He played the entire message. And, uh, and, and, and I said to the church, you need to put him on the thing. They said, we don't know who he was. And uh, when I asked about him other months later, they said we'd never seen him uh, again. He flowed the whole time, moving it up, just playing stuff. He was amazing. Old Maori guy, marvellous, marvellous. said to him, you're a gold, mate. And he goes, nah, keeps on playing, amazing. Father, we just become aware right now of your presence. Maybe you've never given your heart to Jesus. Maybe you... You're here for the first time. I don't know. I don't know many people here at all. But as you lift your hands right now, maybe there's been a real blockage for you. Maybe you've had demons sitting on your chest. Maybe you know where they are. Maybe you've been blocked. Maybe you can't forgive yourself. Maybe there's shame. I don't know. All All of us had stuff or have got stuff. Maybe if you lift your hand tonight and say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me, heal me. I desperately need to be healed. Simon desperately needed healing. We couldn't reach him. Fasting may have softened up the situation, but it had to be God. We had to put our manipulations on hold. Maybe you have been in his situation, a hurt that has become so destructive Father, right now, we give that to you. It's as easy as that. I give that to you. And the prodigal made the decision to come home. His father didn't wait for him. He ran to him. And Father, we come into your presence right now. Precious Holy Spirit. Every person here. I'm gonna, I would just want to lay hands with the team on anybody who wants this. as an anointing of impartation here. Uh, and um, I, I just want you to come and uh, make your way out the front. Um, uh, I'm not going to linger long. My throat's running out real quick. And I just, I'd love to...